0: It's the Exit 52 podcast presented by Jimmy Seafood, the only Baltimore podcast that had hosts having Twitter fights about the Orioles' new raised wall, had a host on the Dozen Trivia Tournament, and had a host watch the entirety of the MLS Super Draft today. That's what you talk about, diversity of interest. We're back for another week. RDT, Banks, Taylor Smythe, Baltimore Sports Talk. Gentlemen, how are we?
1: What does what makes the MLS, MLS draft a super draft? Yeah, why it's is a it great super? question?
0: I think it must have been one of those things that were like a new league, and they're probably like in a marketing meeting in nineteen ninety six. Like, all right, I guess we got to do a college draft. What can we call it to make it sound cool? Super draft with like like, mm.
1: like
0: it's a like soccer flip, thing. Flip Michigan Mega Bowl. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Like,
1: yeah.
0: Why, why would why does it need to be the draft? Let's call it the MLS Super Draft. And this so is zero. Eve, I really have um, no.
1: I have super no. Super Wild card weekend.
0: Yeah. Exactly. exactly. Super's super's super is big. Super is Super
1: is. Super could super, be more back. Well, super, um, super.
0: They've got to announce a, a new Superman movie or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. I wish I had the backstory there. I'll, I'll reach out to MLS
1: for that. It's a great point in terms of all these like comic book movies and superhero movies and all this stuff that is so incredibly overdone these days. It doesn't feel like the Superman angle has been one that's been really slammed, you know, beaten into the ground. What's up with that?
2: Didn't they just do some Wonder Woman like a couple years ago? And I feel like they kind of went off that path i don't know That's... well
0: this is this is the deep dive that this podcast really isn't for but this is a marvel this is a marvel and dc and well it's one of those things topic, where like dc uh, dc stuff. has tried to like do the similar extended connected universe in the same way that marvel has perfected with the mcu that has elicited you know the highest grossing films of all time one of them and then you know a bunch of other ones that are insanely big and dc tried to do with like the henry cavill's Superman, the Ben Affleck Batman, the Gal Gadot Wonder Woman, the Jason Momoa Aquaman, and tried to put them all in Justice League, and the Justice League movie didn't work. So right now they're kind of trying to figure out what they want to do with that. Like they're doing the new Batman universe with Robert Pattinson, which comes out in like February or March, whatever it is. But I don't know if Henry Cavill coming back as Superman, so they have to. I think they have to do a new Superman. They're going to do. I think Michael B. Jordan is producing a movie within with a Black Superman. I think they're doing that, but. Um
1: isn't yeah. he already some other superhero within that universe or uh, No, two different. I, he's he was I don't Killmonger. Even know what I'm talking he about was Killmonger.
0: Here, but... He was Killmonger in Black Panther and he was previously in the Fantastic 4 reboot, but that wasn't under the Marvel Studios Disney umbrella. That was under Sony. So that's now he, that doesn't even exist anymore. So he, he's in he's not in the, but he's not playing the character. I think he's just producing the movie. This
2: is or the show or something. I don't understand a thing that you just said about.
0: Yeah, yeah. This is really showing. This is really showing my, my, uh, comic book, movie thing. I don't even read comics. I just have gotten very into the comic book movies.
1: Springbacks, good sports movies.
0: Yeah, that's we we did talk about that when we had the sports movie talk. There's a good boxing movie seemingly like every decade, but other the other sports there's no consistency. Mm-hmm. Which you would think, how has there not been a great football movie? With the popularity of football, like the how is Kurt Warner what? the American Dream? The <laughs> only football movie that's coming out? Like I don't understand how that's probably like, How is the NFL not committed to making like some movie about somebody just putting a bunch of dollars into it? it makes no sense.
2: Well, the last football movie that came out was was what Concussion, and that didn't do that the NFL any favors. No. Well, I guess before the Kurt Warner story, but
0: that's before cute. that
1: draft day, maybe.
0: Yeah, yeah, And maybe draft day. That had to have been done in consultation with the NFL. Maybe that was yeah, like the, NFL. To show those in the rights and all that. Like the Blind Side is probably the last one that was like respectful, maybe really, really popular, and that's a great story. You just got to think that the NFL would just go in with somebody with an awesome story and partner with some studio. Yeah, there's nothing. I'm just sitting here looking on look list of American football films. Not a lot to speak of. Not a lot. The
1: thing that's of. always something for me is like, you, when you tell stories like that, like, I feel like people don't gravitate towards stories that they already basically know the story going in. Like everybody knows Kurt Warner's story. It's an awesome story. Like in, you know, grocery store to quarterback or, you know, football, like that whole path and everything. Like it's a great story, but everybody knows it. So you go into the movie knowing exactly what they're getting for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, at least like people who didn't, Read Moneyball, like didn't completely know what they're getting into, and there's some kind of some good wrinkles in there, and I, you know that's a little bit better, but um, maybe it's just part of us in this day and age where we get so much information. Like no good stories get don't get turned over, you know. We we hear every good story because it's just so accessible. To hear anything that's fascinating, so we just you know. You, you also, also have the be- rise
0: of documentaries, too, which I think is like puts those yeah. like it just everything is packaged as like an HBO or 30 for 30 or whatever.
2: That's that's what I was going to say is like a football life or 30 for 30. Like I'm thinking of like a, a Sean Taylor story or something like that, where it's like I would much rather watch a documentary. On it with people involved in it, other than like, a, yeah, like a, a, a straight up movie about it by Disney or something like that. So Yeah, I think it's we just just need much less expensive.
0: Must just yeah. like the uh, a show like the, the All American is very popular like on CW and Netflix. Like, Same where's the
2: high school? Where's the high school sports movie? Last Chance You and stuff like that too. So.
0: Yeah, yeah. Where's like a Last Chance You? Like, you can do some. You can do like you can put the romance in it. You can do like all the things we love out of a of a high school movie. Um, and just base it around sports, but they don't do movies like that anymore anyway. Like, what what are the high school movies that come out anymore? I and mean, we could go on this forever. But what are the high school movies that come out anymore? <laughs> comic book movies and remakes are essentially all that comes out in Hollywood, but you know, discussion for another, or just gets yeah. made into a show. Things just get made into shows, which is great. Cause yeah. there's great TV. There's so much good TV, not as many, not as many good movies, at least in terms of diversity of, um, of like what's in theaters and what people watch. But guys, if you want to listen to a movie podcast, you can listen to our other podcast today in Baltimore sports and movies, um, which comes yeah. out every quarter. So uh that's a four-hour show that that will we'll go over these topics we need to talk about the fallout from sunday you can go back and listen to our instant analysis we did it after the after the game we were going to do it if the ravens had won we were going to do it after the chargers raiders game which in an alternate universe would have been very very fun to have done the podcast after that that would have been insane um but you know if you want to hear our initial thoughts about and being depressed go back and listen to that um now, a couple days later, not a ton has come out. Obviously you have all these guys doing the kind of the final media availability. A lot of guys, and I, and, you know, we put this out on Twitter. It's amazing. Every guy is like, bring me back. I want to be back. Whether it's on Twitter or it's on their, you know, media press avail. Um, it's like, I love Baltimore, blah, blah, which is great. But the Ravens now have to make some decisions. Thanks for you. What is sort of the now fallout a few days later that kind of catches your eye, um, in terms of storyline or, or guys coming back, guys leaving, whatever it may be.
1: I think it's exactly what you're saying. The mentality in the building seems to be that there's unfinished business and there's tons of cliches that we're playing into the revenge tours, uh, vengeance tours, like whatever. Like it's, um, there's just a bad taste left left in our mouth uh, from unfilled, unfulfilled potential with, with the, the kind of team that we knew this could have been. And all the guys that were sitting on the shelf here at the end of the year, just kind of chopping at the bit for an opportunity to come back and do it again. And you know, there's a good mix of different situations that different players have. You know, we had a lot of players come out of that 2018 draft class that um, are awesome football players. Some have been uh, resigned. You know, you get the fifth year option with Lamar, but these some of these other guys, your Deshaun Elliotts, your Bradley Bozeman's. Um, you know, those guys are are due to be unrestricted free agents. And they're, you know, they've earned the right to, to get a nice payday that kind of bumps up some generational wealth for those guys and, and puts their family in comfortable positions for a long time. And you can't take care of all of them. Um, so uh, it's, it, there are some roster crunches and, and we've got all offseason to talk about those, but, um, but there's also some veterans that, you know came to this team thinking that they had a, a window with a young team, talented team, with a great quarterback to to kind of get their big opportunity to win a ring. And you know, Calais Campbell and Justin Houston are both on the back half of their careers here, where reasonably they could hang them up or they could, you know, say, "Hey, I'm, I'll go in for one more year." And so, um, I think there's just a sentiment around the team. Some of the younger guys kind of plea, pleading to these older guys like, hey, come on back. We want to do this again. We want to do it right. We want to, you know, take our chances at, at, at being healthy and doing this all over again. And that's uh, it's, it's, it's exactly what you want to hear from a team after a season like this. I,
2: I feel like a lot of those veteran guys may be more inclined to come back too because none of this was really self-inflicted. It's not like it came down to the last game and it was like, you know what? We, di- we just didn't execute. Like like we said all year, it's just like they didn't have full squads. They didn't have healthy guys. They had guys out on COVID, and they're just like the, – the pieces were always missing. There was nothing that they could have done during the season really to to play be- – they, they did the best with what they had and who they had. So, yeah, it's like, you know, a Calais Campbell, it's not like he's like, man, you know what, we, we just didn't have it. It's like, no, we, we didn't have the opportunity – because, A, we couldn't get our full squad out. Or we, you know, we had this guy on the COVID list. So, I, that, that that may change stuff. You know, I think that changes stuff for a couple of the guys. And, again, maybe that does bring a Calais back. A Brandon Williams who is, you know, he's been there his whole career. And I know he – I think he has a family member with some special needs. So, he may be more inclined to take a pay cut from somewhere else and stay here and be like, you know what, let, let's give this a couple – you know, another go or two instead of picking up and moving his family. Um, but again, I mean, that's going to be the, the, the story of the offseason, I think. And you talked about the window. I think the window, the, that conversation with the Lamar extension, that's going to be the, the big one for the foreseeable future until it gets done. And it's going to get done. But then the second it gets done, that's when you're going to have the, well, you signed him to this deal and in this cap number. Now you're not going to be able to sign this guy and this guy. And before you know it, Hollywood's going to be the next guy. And, and there's going to be, you know, talks about all that. So it's, it's going to be interesting again, to see how they navigate it, what guys they can bring back. Can they bring back a Bozeman? Cause offensive line is arguably the biggest need of this team. Um, who knows about Ronnie Stanley, you know, it, the offensive line is going to be the overwhelming. How do we improve this and, and how do we keep guys healthy it's that and,
0: and defensive, um, the secondary. They have a fair amount of free agents. If we were just going to start to go through them now, a lot of them are guys that got brought in on short-term deals. Once injuries happened, your Devonte Freeman's your Latavius Murray's your Tony Jefferson's um, and, and theoretically, I guess some of those guys come back like, you know, maybe Tony Jefferson has second life now as in maybe like the Anthony Levine role, if they don't bring back Anthony Levine, where there's, you know, more focus on special teams then he's able to kind of help you as a depth piece. But I think you're, you're exactly right already see the, the, the main thing you look at from a free agency perspective, and we'll, we'll get more into free agency as we get, you know, the NFL is a 12 month league, as they say, and there is a time for the free agency talk. And it's really not right now, but we're able to kind of look at who the Ravens have kind of coming off the books Bozeman feels like a guy that should probably be one where you, you need some sort of stability on that offensive line going into next year. And if he's the guy that wants to be, here, it's just a question if they can figure out the price um, and, and make it worth it for both guys. But it's a lot of older guys. You look at it, Calais Campbell, Jimmy Smith, Penel McPhee, Justin Houston, Brandon Williams, LJ Fort, Murray, Justin Ellis, all over 30. Um, and other than Williams and Campbell, none of them really make any money. Um, so I think Campbell's going to be an interesting piece. I don't think you would bring him back at 12 million at 35 years old, 36 years old next year. Is that how old he is. Yeah.
3: He's that old. Holy shit.
0: And the, and while he was, I thought tremendous throughout the year in, in defending the run, the pass rush wasn't there as much. So, you know, for a run stopping, defensive tackle who's 36 if he's going to continue to play be interesting to see what like he would obviously teams would take him so the question of what price he would get other than that it's not a lot of guys on a lot of money it's all guys that have to go you know anthony averett who's now you know going to find a deal somewhere because of all the exposure He's a good player bozeman's the same way um and deshaun elliott it's it's guys like that that you know are going to be able to go out and now make some money and can you figure out a way to bring them back on deals that make sense for both sides? Do you figure out a way to bring back a guy like um, Bynes who played, who, you know, who played well. Um, LJ Fort, who's played well for the team, but it's a little older.
1: It's he, it's he missed int- a year. He's another yeah. guy who missed the year. So like it's question marks with injuries. And do you want to be investing in players that not only on the older side, but they have now injury risk or whatever. It's, it's, there's a lot of, just pieces like we've also accumulated these extra players just because we've had to replace players.
0: Correct. So it's like when,
1: when they all come back, it's like, Hey, somebody's got to go.
0: Yeah. Well, you also like, like RDT said it when we were, before we recorded, he was like, Oh my God, the Ravens have like 24 free agents or whatever it is. But some of those you obviously take off the board. Cause like Latavius Murray's not coming back. Devontae Freeman's not coming back. You know, there's a lot of ones that kind of, <laughs> yeah. Like there's a lot of ones that kind of <laughs> cut off easily. Um, I'm interested to see what they, like Justin Houston, who wanted to be here, does he come back on, he was, you know, making $2 million a year. Does he come back and run it back and had a pretty good season? Um, But so much of what the Ravens situation is going to end up looking like is what happens with Lamar Jackson. And that's still not settled. You know, like that's the, that's the thing they have to get to and figure out. And that is going to instruct how they construct a lot of the rest of this roster as they move forward forever long that deal is with Lamar. So that's the other part of it. You know, you got to figure out, like, if you're trying to extend Bradley Bozeman, you got to think about how that money works with the rest of everything going on. Um, And I'm not going to say I'm some cap guru or contract guru, but that's just simple logic. Like you're going to pay a guy, maybe the most money of anybody in the league. That's going to change how you build your team.
1: If you do that. You know who really prolonged their career on Sunday?
0: Latavius Murray.
1: Latavius Murray in a big way. Uh, He he earned maybe a two-year deal somewhere else.
0: I think Devonte Freeman will get another contract next year. I think Me both too. those guys. I think both those guys extended their <sighs> careers this year for sure. For sure, yeah. good for them. Devontae Freeman's only 29. <laughs> like that's running crazy. backs, running back is just run. Patrick Ricard is a guy that's only valuable really to the Ravens. Like, what do they have to pay him to bring him back, or does another team feel like they can do a similar thing with him?
2: That's the thing. Like, do, does a team try and get sexy with it, and they see the three-time pro, you know Pro Bowl fullback slash? I know he, I know he didn't do it. I don't think at all this year, or much last year. Like, what do you play like, defensive tackle to? He used to, you know. It's like, does someone try and get sexy and 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 do something like that with him and unload a bunch of money there? I, you know, I could see that happening. Someone paying him a decent amount, but
0: yeah, yeah. I think they have, they they then have some of these like, you know, you have, thank God this isn't the NBA that has forty five million like free agency and rules and us discussing would be the NFL is a little less than that. You would think they'll bring back the some of the exclusive rights um, free agents, um, which allows okay. them to bring them back, which is like Huntley and Nick Moore and Geno Stone
1: or some of the guys that
0: probably make sense in that
1: group. How I'm weird sure. was was it when Tyson just popped in there for a couple snaps and got a run? That
0: was bizarre. He's he awesome. Kind of like a red lead.
1: zone, too. It was <laughs> like, wow.
0: <laughs> he got a big carry. That was like inside yeah. the 20-yard line.
1: Yeah. Very so busy. I don't know if he'll he's maybe be in the mix there too. I don't, yeah. Who knows? He, he had his he opportunities, like... it seems. And um, man, there there were a couple of plays um early in the season where it felt like it was more blitz pickups and things like that. Just the little things that he wasn't doing so well, whereas the veterans were, there was a play in particular, I can't remember which on Sunday, but there was a blitzer coming up the middle of, and Latavius Murray picked him up and like, Huntley would have been dead in the water if he didn't just little things like that matter. Um, and they look good on tape for a guy like Murray. Yeah, I, I,
0: he was, he was awesome. I, I can't give him enough, enough credit for being, for being great. Um, I did think it was very cool and i I touched on a little bit, the want, you know, the, the emotion from some of those guys in the press conferences, um, you know, Bozeman and, and, and Zietler said such great things. Deshaun Elliott tweet had a nice tweet about Baltimore. You know, that's very, very cool to see. Then seeing like those guys out and about in town was 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 fun the other day. The other night. Um we got Marlon Humphrey at the Alabama game going up to guys at the game, telling them to come to the Ravens. He can't even really determine that because it's the draft, but he's trying. He's out there recruiting. It's recruiting season for Marlon Humphrey. Who can he find? Out there, yeah. He's out there trying to get a salary from the personnel department.
1: We got the – I mean, 14th overall pick is, is as good as we could ask going into Sunday pretty much. Um, we can do damage at 14. We can trade back and accumulate more damage. And we got, you know, we got our second rounder and I think three, maybe four third rounders, um, partially thanks to the David Culley hiring. Like, it's a good
0: situation. I'm going to give you guys – I'm just going to – finish this by listing the free agents and you guys are going to give me a yes or no. If you will attempt to bring them back. Banks, you start on all these. So you guys aren't talking over each other. Anthony Averett. Yes. Yeah. RDT shakes his head before saying yes. Like anyone can, <laughs> anyone can hear that.
1: It's 12. <laughs> no, Uh it would it would cost nothing <laughs> if we did so.
2: Um, yeah, I mean it's the same thing. Sure, he's a Bradley, Bradley sure. Bozeman, yes, yes. I, I think that has to be the top priority. Josh yes. Bynes,
1: yes,
0: yes. Clance Campbell,
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> I would say no, but I think you have to bring that. That'll bring us to another guy. That I think you got to bring either he or, or Williams back.
0: Deshaun Elliott, yes. yes. LJ Fort. Yes. <laughs> talk about talk about absolute run back season here.
1: We're kind of like bored. I, I was I was of, thinking about yeah. just doing just saying yes to all this and then just going with my message of run it back. Ricard. Yes. Jimmy yeah. Smith.
2: No. No, I th- I, th- I think you let him make that decision to retire. He's run its it's
1: it's run its course. It sounds mean when I say it like that, but It has,
0: Sammy Watkins,
1: no, no, Brandon Williams, not at his current number.
0: Yeah, I mean, is he is he unrestricted? Yes, based on both lists that I
1: have in front of me. It's got to be a much. He's making ten point
0: five million dollars. I know his his
1: number is a big one for a handful of years. So there it's, you go yeah a lot of yeses from you banks yeah there you I, go I'm, I'm telling you run bring it back, back.
0: bring the whole squad back bring the whole squad run back. it
1: back and then there's a you know just a couple positions where you know i want to see guys get some more run like i want to see Prochet get a little more run and a little more involvement for duvernay as opposed to seeing Watkins come back. Yeah, it and,
0: feels like those guys will just fall into Watkins' snaps next yeah. year as Bateman and with Bateman and Brown and Andrews as the main three receiving options. Mm-hmm. I think that makes a lot of sense. And More we're problem. probably
1: going to dr- draft middle linebacker in the middle rounds, throw a guy or two into the mix there. I mean, Malik Harrison is, has been mentioned, but in terms of his usefulness, like he, he's running his course, it seems like. He, he may have an uphill battle to make the team next year. So I think that that's a position where we'll kind of plug a project in and see if they can get some run. Villanueva's deal. What's what's his? Is he was he a two year deal? He was a two years, gotcha. sixteen million, I think. So he's making eight million a year. I was gonna,
2: he's that. So that much. could just
1: be a straight up cut. Yeah, I don't know. Depends on
2: how much they have to eat. I was because I was going to say I, I I didn't know if he was a two year or one year. I think it was. Two years, 16. Yeah, because I haven't heard anything much on him being like, oh, his last
0: his last game or whatever, but. Two years, 14. 14. Two not years, better. 14. I'm not great. Two years, 14. The big contracts, obviously, on the books are Stanley's five years, 98. Humphrey's five years, 97. Andrew's four years, 56. Peter's three years, 42. Um, and then it drops down to Tavon Young, three years, 25. Which. I don't think if I, if I told you the fifth highest paid player by contract terms, I don't think anyone would say Tavon Young, but mm. in terms of length and money, obviously and that's his average salary is not the highest you have, you know, guys like K. Right. he was making 12 million this year, but. I'll tell you, um,
2: tell you what too that Andrews contract. When you laid out, like when you said it, what was it? Four years, 56. Four Steel. years, 56. That's a fucking steal and a half. It's
0: a steal. Sign I him mean, at the right time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Could you imagine if they would have waited? I mean, yeah, he, twenty-five he would... years old. So you would you would think the production is going to stay that the same until he's about twenty-nine or thirty, and that's when he's going to come off the books. So yeah, yeah. looks I mean, like a very good deal.
2: That's that's a hell of a that's a hell of a deal. But for it. the
0: Ravens, because he's going to be maybe a little underpriced, and for Mark Andrews, because at the end of the day, he's making fourteen million dollars a year. Recent. So he's he's in a great spot. Life. Like, the.
1: Um something that went a little bit under the radar. I think we may mention it briefly, but it relates to the waiver thing. The Patrick McCary resigning, I think, was a real shrewd decision there to grab him before the end of the year. Not that the number would have changed in the offseason all that much, but um, if there's anything that we learned this year, it's that versatility on the offensive line is, is key, and he can play all positions across the line. And he's just somebody that you're going to want to have, whether he's, you know, seizing a, a starting role at one particular position, or if he's just a swing tackle or guard, center, whatever you want him to be, he's somebody that's good to have on your roster.
0: Yeah, I think there's no doubt. There's no doubt, and that's a. Okay. I mean, that is a talk about a very, very manageable. That's a very manageable contract.
1: I think that's a he's sign a guy that's going to sign that as a. Way, but, so.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, there's no way in a perfect world, the villain away is of his playing right tackle for the Ravens. I mean, McCary was just already better, and you should have Stanley back at left tackle. I mean, the, Stanley is a gigantic piece of this entire puzzle. I mean, if he if he continues to struggle to come back from that injury, that's a gigantic issue for the Baltimore football Ravens right there. They, they, they have to have him back to at least 90% of what he was, because 100% of him is an all-pro. So 90 you'll take 90 on a lot of different yeah. teams, but – you're giving him that kind of money, and you've, you know, it's not easy to just go out and find left tackles and you found one. And, you know, he's great and has a great attitude and, and all the different things. Everyone loves him, but guy that they need, they need him back in a big way because that takes away so many of the issues because it's a lot easier to plug and play right tackle, as we found with McCarry emerging as a little bit of a plug and play right tackle and a guy that was pretty good over on that side of the, of the field. So they've got to figure that. They got to figure that. That, that piece has to be – they can't figure it out because it's all about healing and whether he comes back and gets strong or not. But um, that just is – you know, a lot of Ravens storylines were talked about in terms of injuries this year. A lot of it with the secondary, a lot of it with Lamar Jackson, a lot of it with the running backs. The one that kind of got lost a little bit under the radar was Ronnie Stanley mm-hmm. not being around. That totally changed the trajectory of what they wanted to do on the offensive line. Because um, if he's over there at left tackle, even if Villanueva – can't do it at right tackle they would have figured the McCarry thing out anyway and then plugged and play the middle with cleveland and bozeman and all the other different guys cologne castillo whoever you want to throw in there so you know that's a that changes to, of all the, the injuries that change the trajectory of the season you could make a case besides lamar being out the last you know the in the games he was out you can make the case that's the biggest one um but we will get way more into Ravens free agency as we head towards that. Obviously, the draft, the Ravens will, you know, pick in the middle of the first round and, and have the ability to add some some really good pieces all throughout the draft. We'll we'll break that down as the as the uh, months go on towards that. Um, would have been a hell of a thing to be watching that Raiders Chargers game with the Ravens playoff. Um, or no, I, I actually didn't even see because I was working. Did, the, did Miami beat the Patriots? So, so I'm just talking out of school here because I, I was worked Maryland, so I didn't even watch the 4 o'clock games. I wasn't yeah, paying That's attention.
2: what we talked about before. The, <laughs> Show us how much the, I'm
0: paying attention to the NFL.
2: The, the Raven season would have extended by about like three hours. Three hours,
0: okay. So, yeah, and I'm, it's I'm also like – about-
2: it, it kind of makes it worth that they lost because I think if they would have won, and, and obviously the Dolphins had won, or what were, we're going to win, then they would have been picking what, like 17th or 18th or something. Something yeah. like, you yeah. know, it, it would have been a
0: couple of picks. So
2: it's like, ah, eh, well.
0: I, yeah. It's, at that point. It's but as we, as we, blow. as we talked about Sunday, it was, le- it ended up being less about the playoffs, and more about losing the big Ben, but um, yeah. So they would have extended three more hours. Um, had they, the Ravens been in the position where the Chargers Raiders game mattered, boy, would that have been crazy. Um, and was I'm sure crazy for Steelers fans. But um, the, Ravens, the, the Ravens do get the benefit of having the pick, and um, mock draft season will be fun, I think. Well, it wasn't as fun as last year because they're not picking a receiver, and everyone that's the sexy position to take. But how many offensive linemen can, can fans get excited about? We'll, we'll test that theory as we head towards the NFL draft. Uh, let's quickly jump into um, the great Baltimore sports topic of the day um, as we record here on Tuesday now into Wednesday. Um, as Camden yards been soiled as a stadium, RDT, uh, your thoughts.
2: I saw someone say cancel culture has finally come for Camden yards. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I wouldn't go that far. Um, I mean, it's no shock to me, you, you know, anyone listening, the Orioles give up a lot of home runs. Um, they've done it for a long time and you can blame it on the weather. You could blame it on the teams that they play. You could blame it on the ballpark. You could blame it on the pitching. Like obviously, you know, Pitching has been an issue for some time. Um, So, yeah, it seems like Sig and Mike Elias came to the conclusion that, analytically speaking, it would help the team to move the wall back a little bit in left field. So it sounds like they're going to – I know they said left field is, what, 333? um, Which apparently, if you talk to some of the players and some of the people that work with the team, that's not a real 333. I don't know if you guys have heard any of that. Um, have uh, yeah, I've heard that before. It's it's kind of like a wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Which um, you it's know, like I, the
0: Bob Turtle Smith Stadium center field in uh,
2: College <laughs> Park.
0: That says it's like two eighty five, and it's probably like two seventy or something.
2: Didn't someone say that like didn't Penn State used to run their pro days on like a field that their forties were downhill or something like that? I, I don't know if that was a PFT. Just uh, would be park. shocking.
1: But, the old um, 30, 30 and a half yard dash. Yeah
2: but yeah i mean again it's it's sig and Michael elias obviously they've mentioned it a lot if you if you paid attention to their press conferences like elias has mentioned it before talking about the dimensions of the field and the, and the fence and stuff like that um so it sounds like they've already started like construction i don't know how this kind of went undercover no one saw like a bunch of trucks and stuff going into camden yards i'm sure people are paying attention but um
0: yeah, people it, staking out the field on a daily hey, basis. It
2: could have. I mean, pickles is still popping. I'm sure there are people there. <laughs> um, but um, so it's it, they're going to move the fence up from seven feet to 12 feet in some areas. I think everyone kind of assumed that like, because they also said they're moving the the fence back up to 30 feet from where it is now. So not all of it's going to be, it's not, it's, left field is not going to be 363 now. Like I think it's going to gradually go out from left field to the bullpen. Um, and again, someone, you know, Someone was like, oh, they're gonna, just going to take out more seats. It's like, what are they? They're going to end up taking out the first five row of seats that don't get sold anyway. Um, That's
0: what I was going to say. Why are people it, complaining that they're taking seats out of the ballpark? I, I no think, one's sitting in them. Like, I, And by the way, even if the team won 105 games every year, they're not selling out every regular season game. It's not as like, and they could go make up those seats somewhere else. You can find places to add capacity. Even if you take those rows out, that complaint made no sense. It's like, yeah, it's, I'm sure the Orioles are like, this is great. We just lower the capacity. And now this doesn't look bad anymore. Absolutely. And um,
2: again, I mean, I, I didn't understand. I think people are more upset with like people being like, you can't change the perfect ballpark. It's like, well, sure you can, because guess what? They've done it before. Like they literally shifted the field around. Like people forget that. But, like they've moved home plate a couple degrees and it was a while ago. Um, and I mean, they've moved the foul poles. They moved home plate closer to the backstop. They've moved it. They've done a bunch of that stuff. Like the flag court, like we were talking about before the flag. They changed, over- they
0: changed from the green backdrop to the, um, to the brick behind home plate.
2: Yeah. And like, I, like, again, the flat court, I was four foot five and I could not see over the five foot wall that was padding. Now it's a see-through wire fence and it's great. So I, I I don't think people in two years are gonna remember this. They're not gonna be like, oh, remember when they when they move the fences up a little bit? Like, no, it's not gonna matter. And especially if it does help the team. Because again, pitching wise, I think they've given up like five thousand home runs since they opened in, in nineteen ninety-two. Something like that. Um they're by they by far in a way the most in the last three years, in the last, you know, thirty years. So yeah, I mean, again, I think it's not like this is done. People are like, oh, the Orioles are too cheap to get pitching, so they're going to move the fence back. Like, No, that's not it. This also should help with getting free agent pitchers and getting guys to come here, being like, hey, you know, look, we've made it. So it's not so much of a sandbox in the summer when the Blue Jays come to town and Vlad Guerrero's hitting bombs. So hopefully it helps. Again, I mean, I have no reason to be like to piss and moan about it. Of course, Zach Campbell was like one of the first people I saw being like, taking the fun out of, out of Camden Yards shut up. Like you're just, you're just trying to push more kids over to get baseballs. Like let's, let's pump the brakes here.
0: Yeah. Talk about a guy that can't go after fun after he just, you know, takes all the fun out of shagging balls and BP. Yeah, what a joke. like
2: I don't need ball hawks bitching and complaining about it. Like you're a 45 year old man running around trying to catch yeah. home runs those back.
0: that he is in the same category and, and good for him for creating a brand out of that. I mean, really it's amazing to be honest with you. I don't know who the heck is interested in that. <laughs> but he's he's with the adult autograph people yeah that, that's a very similar class of people right there
2: yeah absolutely I i i think it's a big ado about not nothing um i obviously i hope it helps the ball the ball club and and pitchers and i i wish this would have come out last week and we could ask grayson about it i think that would have been you know cool to ask him about but yeah, thanks. I don't know if you have anything on it. Again, we've sat in those seats.
1: <laughs> I have something on it. I think it stinks. I don't think they should be changing anything. Not just to be hard-headed and be like, oh, you can't change a perfect ballpark, but just because, like, hey, if, if a place has an identity, I think it should lean into that identity and stick with the identity. And, hey, like, yeah, our pitchers get have been getting rocked for years and years and years, but when we were at our best, we were benefiting from it. We were hitting bombs left and right, and so – um, you know, it, both teams play in the same ballpark in a given day. So, mm-hmm. uh, I don't see how that it can create all that much of a difference. It'd be one thing if we were like the, you know, the mid 2010s Mets and we had, contact, um, I mean, we, contact. we do have all these, these good starting pitchers coming up, but we have good hitters too. um, maybe, maybe the, the organization, has foresight that the pitching is, is stronger than the hitting. And we want to be a pitching minded team in in the future as we build. But um I just, I just don't care for it. I mean, it's a 12 foot fence thing that I especially don't like. And that was what strict. I was
0: going to say. I thought the 12 foot fence thing was worse than moving
1: back. Absolutely. That
0: takes stinks. away. Le- that takes away the more of the ability to, for home run robberies, which it's is a home
2: run robberies, is
3: everything.
1: Yeah.
2: So I I did read I think it was the someone tweeted at me that the Athletic in 2018 did a did a whole article on home run robberies and the Orioles were far and away the, the Camden Yards was I think they had like 68 robberies in the last. That's great. Like that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And 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 again, I I obviously the whole fence isn't going to be 12 feet. I know they said that they were moving the left center field wall or the gap back, so that's obviously you know. I don't know where a lot of the robberies have taken place. Center field is going to stay the same they said. Um you know, obviously left field I think in the corner is going to stay the same. I mean, if you're if you're hitting to the power alley, I mean, we saw Cedric go up and get a couple this year. Austin Hayes has done it too. Um but yeah, I mean, the 12 foot fence that that's that's a big thing. Um I don't know. I mean, I don't I it's I guess that's also
0: theoretically that's also to me the the less about moving it back because the moving it back, it is short. Like it is a short left field and, and banks, I don't necessarily disagree with you. You say like, okay, like you can benefit from that as a team, blah, blah, blah. To me, the seven foot or the seven foot to 12 foot fence is not only takes away the home run Robbie, which is a fun play, which you don't get all that much, but you get it. Mm -hmm. It's also, I love the, I love the similarity of the fence heights all the way to right field and the um, and flat court. I think that that's always looked aesthetically pleasing, and I also think that from a fan experience perspective, it's fun to sit right over a seven foot fence. I mean, you're right on top of outfielders when they come and play balls over there, and and you know, in terms of pregame, you know, some of those moments you see with outfielders playing catch. That to me, I don't understand the 12 foot fence. Like, I think that the move back is if you're, if you're like, Hey, like, let's, let's make this a little bit less of a band box. It's major league baseball. Guys are still going to be able to hit it out here to left field. It's not as if we're moving it back freaking 500 feet. I just think that I love, I, I always like the parks better with the majority of the walls lower because I just think it, I just think the fan experience back there is better. I think it's more fun.
2: I, I mean, I, I would be perfectly fine if they kept it at seven feet. Like, I, again, the 12-foot, that's, that's the weird part that sticks out. Um, and maybe that's something where they do it this year and they go, you know what, next year they're like, screw it. It, it, it didn't work. Let's go back to seven. Let's go to eight, eight and a half, something like that. Um, I would love if, if MLB just made a rule, obviously, except for the green monster and stuff like that, but like a seven-foot fence all around, like a uniform Seven foot fence. I think that would be cool, obviously. And not, not, I mean, if Tampa wants to keep their little like three foot cutout, you know, down the line, same thing with Fenway and Wright. Um, I don't know. Again, if anything seems that like it could go back and they could switch it, the, the 12 foot fence
0: is, is one of those. But can I give I you a conspiracy you theory cool. on the 12 foot fence? More okay. advertising space. Oh, I can um, do that. Just throwing it out there. I don't know. Okay. I'm, not, I'm not saying, I'm not accusing anybody even of anything bad. I'm just, it's not – I'm interested to see what the advertising looks like on the 12-foot I'm, I'm
1: hoping the, the 12-foot piece of it is just, like, they throw it in the corner. Like, like the Nats kind of have that a little bit where, like, the corner is a little higher. And then it kind of mm-hmm. – I don't know. But – um, and also, like, it – one of the things I like most about candy Yards, too, is that the outfield fence is the same height until you get to that SK out-of-town yeah. special. six yeah.
0: So um, we're on the same page there.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it just kind of unbalances it. If, if you have different heights and different spots. Yeah. And again, again, I don't know.
2: I'm hoping maybe I'm guessing it's going to be like a gradual incline and then hope maybe it like levels off and then it comes back down again somewhere. I don't know. Like, I don't know. And again, Taylor, what you were talking about, like sitting right on top of the field, maybe they raise the stands. So like if they raise the fence, they're also raising the seats a little bit. So you're still kind of sitting at that same level. You're just maybe nine feet up or, you know, 10 feet up, eight feet up, whatever it is. I don't know. It, it'll be interesting. I haven't seen any renderings or drawings. Like that's what I would love to see something like that. Like I know. Actually, it should about they it. didn't
0: put out what it was going to end up looking like.
2: Very weird. Right. And like, I know they just tweeted out, you know, the picture a couple last week of the the snow. So, like, I wonder, like, did they start, you know, the Tuesday or Wednesday of last week or something like that? Um, I don't know. I, I'm interested. May, I don't know. Maybe we reach out and we see if we can get someone on to kind of go into detail and explain what exactly they're going to do. Because, again, everything is kind of like they ha- they didn't say really what they're doing. They just said in some places we're going to raise the fence, in some places we're going to push it back. So, it's like, well, where and, like, how high? and And so, they've kind of switched it up. I mean – They're just not really saying much.
0: You guys correct me if I'm wrong. Among the – some of the down things that have happened in Baltimore sports, one of the things I don't think either of the franchises has gotten wrong is stadium improvements. Like there's never been one that has struck me as like that was a talking point that was semi-controversial like the one did today. Like the Ravens Ravens have done amazing things over the years with M&T Bank Stadium, with video boards, sound – you know, the, 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 corner boards, the concession experience escalators like you were a big talk
1: uh, point at one point. Oh like, yeah. That,
0: the, that's why I'm trying to jog my memory
1: that I'm the, doing it on the, the Simulated so. Raven coming into the stadium and doing that whole thing. That was, that made me oh, the got awesome push, some pushback from some people. The it's, AR, oh, I don't know. People that are just like, this is weird as shit. <laughs> I, I thought, yeah, I thought it was cool. But, the like, pants, the Orioles have –
0: the Orioles, I think, have, like – as you said, R.E.T., there's been changes to Camden Yards except for the monstrosity of a hotel that they, you know, I don't know how much influence they had over. Yeah. It could have been such a better-looking building in the in, – in Do you, do you think Center they field. had
2: any – do you think they had any word in that? Probably not I because, because
0: no it's not their idea. property, right? It's not their – you wouldn't think, but I, I have think no idea. I you
1: have some legal – ability to we should get the maryland least... stadium
0: authority on this show i'd love to talk about stadiums stadiums are fun
1: maybe talk to some folks about that
0: but they're uh they're you know i think the scoreboard upgrades that that Oriole park has done have been really good i, I think they've gotten concessions pretty right for the most part and then today when i saw this sort of you know rdt people were you your things like that about it i was like man this is kind of like sparking some stadium controversy when really both both st- you can make an argument that the obviously Camden yard is the best part about the Orioles right now. And right. MT bank stadiums on the list for the Ravens. It's a, both are great experiences. I, 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 you know, um, aesthetically. And I think in for the most part in fan experience, at least when I go to games, maybe, maybe if listeners disagree with that, I actually be interested for people to jump in that go to games and have a complaint. About, everyone has a complaint about this or that, but if there's things that have been changed that they didn't like, but, um, you know, there's, they're two of the best stadiums and two of the best, like you, you can put the combo Camden yards and empty bank stadium really against any baseball football combo in any city in the country. And you at least have an argument. I think, mm-hmm. um, again,
2: I just, for, for I, I more
0: being among the best.
2: I think in a couple years we look back and, and people will be like, Oh, that's right. I forgot that. You know, I'm hoping that's the case. At least. I think that's obviously what you want is being like, Oh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot. I forgot they they moved the fences back a couple of feet and, you know, raise raise the raise the wall and stuff like that. So hopefully it's and again, hopefully it helps the team because that's what they're trying to do. And again, if maybe they get a couple free agent pitchers who normally wouldn't have come here, like, oh, you know what? Look, they're they're trying to make it more pitcher friendly. Um, maybe I will go there. I'll sign a two year deal. And it's not, you know, if they can get some guys like that, then obviously it's showing that it that it it's working in, you know, in the Orioles favor.
1: Just give us a goddamn rendering,
2: come on, yeah, like render me blaze someone someone tweeted me mm-hmm. and said I should draw they I should draw what I think it's going to be, and I thought about it. I may break out the crayons and markers tomorrow and 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 go to town. It's I thought her to draw it yeah, that could be good too. um I said I didn't think it'll happen, but I thought it would be neat if they kind of just not took out all the seats in left field but kind of made like an open concourse down there and like a party deck or something like that, like yeah. Again, I know how P- I, how upset people got at the one rendering that they thought I did, where the internet nearly burned down. Um, but something like that, like I think, like right next to the bullpens, I think that would be really cool if it was almost that would be like very a,
1: cool, like another flag court type
2: thing. And then you yeah. still have
1: honestly, if they just took out the whole section that's next to the bullpen, yeah, all the way up and just somehow—that's an
2: idea. I think you, uh, yeah, like that would be neat. Again, I don't think that's what's going to happen, but i don't know we'll we'll see see. i guess put your notifications on for renderings and and did we ever
0: have did we ever have any type of long discussion and maybe we did about the um the royal farms arena renovation renderings did we talk about those at all
1: i can't believe
0: they're just renovating that arena that's amazing to me that that's the path that the new baltimore arena situation has gone down after the you know, 30 years of speculation over what they were going to do. I w- always thought that they would, that they would build a new arena, but they I are renovating Baltimore Arena or Furrow Farms Arena. Shout out to Ruffo. Chicken Box.
2: F- Thanks. But, and I spent many nights in the Chicken box. Yeah. I, the depths, they just literally st- the depths of step the Step one, the
1: HVAC. <laughs> they got I mean, that is, the one HVAC. Of, that is
0: one of the worst sports venues in the country. So, I was, mean, let's just call it how it is. It's very intimate and for something like pro wrestling and certain events, it is like a good experience because you're just close by the fact that it got built a hundred years ago, but man, what a tough scene that place is.
1: There's a familiar odor in that place. Mm -hmm. One of the amazing moments I've ever
0: had at the, I may have told this story on the podcast because I'm sure we've talked about the, we've obviously talked about the arena before, is I went to a Jonas Brothers concert at Royal Farms Arena once and There were so few bathrooms that because obviously 75 to 80% of the clientele was going to be women, they just switched a lot of the men's bathrooms into women's bathrooms. And so you literally had to go to, I had to go to the opposite side of the arena to find one men's bathroom because on my side of the arena, they made all of them into women's bathrooms. (laughs) That is an incredible, incredible concert experience right there. I was like, I literally couldn't find a bathroom in the arena. It was amazing was amazing what they're renovating it so 150 million beans
1: i was always fascinated when you go down the basement and you see like they've got these paintings or these these canvases up of these famous acts that have performed there and i am just amazed that beyonce decided to show up maybe no less no more than 10 years ago like it's like pretty not, recently yeah like a fairly like beyonce chose to stop there on a tour like why <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I, my gosh, I, I just always, I just always, I just always thought that, I just always thought they'd build a new one. I guess there's just nowhere to do it. I guess that's, that's sort of the thing. And maybe, maybe it's more than 150 million to build a new arena. They they are increasing capacity to make it big enough to host NCAA first and second round games, which is really something Baltimore should be doing. It like every four years, hosting NCAA first and second round games. That'd be electric. You don't need an NBA and and NHL team, fine, but. Hosts of first-round games. Uh, speaking of um, basketball, really any sport, we'll get to our starting five draft. Um, and this week, as every week, it's presented by Fed Thrill. You thought I was going to change the sponsor, didn't you? know you probably didn't. Fed Thrill, sunglasses, 20% off. Use the promo code X52 at checkout to order. Um, look, let me tell you what. I would put anything on my face to stay out of the cold right now. And if Fed Thrill sunglasses can keep the wind off my face, freaking – Put them on me. Good Lord. It is cold right now. It's cold, it's cold right now, gentlemen. Masks.
1: tit is what they say.
0: Is that what they say?
1: They, they do say that. Okay. I believe you.
0: Um, you can't use the promo code witch's tit to get anything off on a fed throw, but you can. Yeah, really? I could talk code. to them and maybe yeah, set could, that Sure. Up. Sure. Um, promo code X52, 20% off. Please get your sir, sunglasses. I... This week. Yeah. This are, you, you get 100% off <laughs> if you put did tit at x at, um at Fed Thrill. Um, sports Sounds is the draft. Um, this has been one RDT you have brought up before, and we didn't have anything to sort of theme around what was going on. Next week we're talking about doing birthdays because me and RDT have birthdays right near each other, the 18th and the 22nd. So there's – we talked what about even that before
1: that, What even is that draft? We're going we, we to figure it out. We're
0: going to figure it related. out. We're going to figure it out. We're going to figure out something birthday-related. Um so that's just, a, just in general. Look, that's just a, that's just a, uh, a preview for you all to send birthday gifts to me and RDT. So mm-hmm. that's fine. Venmo, Venmo's we, are open. Yeah. We'll put our Venmo's up uh, next week and people can send us money. So sports sound is the draft sports sounds is the draft exactly what you think it is. Your favorite sounds from whatever sport it is. Banks has the first pick RDT second pick. I have the third pick banks start us off after I thought one of the best drafts we've had the snow days of Cody's draft, I think is in our Mount Rushmore drafts right now. That was very fun last week, two weeks ago. Yeah, starting
2: five of, of our starting fives. Yeah, starting five,
0: yeah, we, we <laughs> could do that at the end of 2022.
1: Uh, the starting five draft, Sports Sounds, Banks. I'm going to take the the sudden and tragic hush of a crowd after a, a buzzer beater or a game-ending play or anything that just – Takes the breath away of a home crowd. Just saw, you know, a road team just shutting up the home team and taking their souls. Yeah. Yep. It's a I very it. distinct sound. It's just, it's awesome.
2: I had <laughs> silence of home crowd when a weight team makes
0: a big play.
1: But it's it like is horrible it's the too. play when mm-hmm. it's the it one that's horrible.
0: Just... That is a horrible sound as a as a fan. Just you no, know, everyone goes quiet.
1: Well, you and I are a little different.
0: <laughs> the murmurs. RDT. I'm
2: going ball hitting a bat. That's Nothing not I'm a like, shocker. I mean, <laughs> yeah. the uh, and again, it's like it's just more amplified now with with ESPN Sunday Night Baseball and like the Otani, Vladimir Guerrero. Like you just get a good. I mean, it's just classic. Like I could I could listen to it over and over and over. Um. It's just so pure. It's it's. I don't know, there's nothing better.
0: Ball hitting the bat. I honestly thought Major League Baseball was sound engineering the Otani home runs. That I was a sound you. They had to something had to have been happening because that's just ne- the Vlad Guerrero Otani sound off the bat is just something that's different than everybody else. Maybe the bats are different. I don't know. But the that one that
2: Otani hit on Sunday Night Baseball versus the White Sox was like it literally sounded like a like a rocket taking off it they had they either have to have the there's a mic near home plate there's something that's different because it's it, i'm telling you you're right there's something different about it good for them i they should make it louder make it louder like more people would watch give it to me
0: yeah that that that's that is a thing that's making baseball more aesthetically pleasing in the last it always has been aesthetically pleasing hitting a ball at a bat but this like new And maybe we, maybe it's just because technology is better. And so like, if you went back and went and cranked up the bonds audio, maybe it's a similar sound. And like you go back to watch some of those bonds home runs. And that is a sound.
2: I could only imagine what they would do on Sunday night baseball with him.
0: Okay. I got three and four here. I'm going to take two that I think are fun as like a viewer of a sport. And also when you accomplish it as you know, when you're, when you're playing yourself, and I'm going to start with just the swish of a basketball. Mm-hmm. Not much like it. Like when you're a kid and you start you start being able to shoot well enough to get that really good swish sound, that's like almost an accomplishment. And then watching great shooters or like watching warm-ups of like our guys in Maryland or NBA, and they're, it's just like swish after swish after swish from the three-point line. Very fun. Taking that at number three. And number four, um, I'm taking the golf ball just rolling into the cup. Just hitting the hitting, bopping off that cup, just feels so good when you hit a putt that hits a good cup. And it's fun to see on TV that the PGA Tour sometimes mics the cups
1: up pretty well. Great sound. One of the great takeaways of the uh, the Fox stint as the US Open carrier is the uh, the mics inside the cups.
0: I don't think anyone gives, not to get this, make this a side tangent people don't give Fox enough credit for a lot of like the technology stuff they did with the golf coverage. Like they're the reason those transparent scoreboards are going on now everywhere. They really got the shot tracer technology in on every hole.
1: The the Chambers Bay US Open called a lot of flack for a lot of different reasons. And a lot of it may be related to the broadcast, but some of it was just too far ahead of its time.
0: Yeah. And some of it was their, their two main guys had no chemistry, Joe Bucking. Greg Norman, but that's a topic for another day.
1: Yeah,
0: RDT.
2: Uh, I'm going to kind of stick same same sport. I'm going the golf clubs in the bag rattling around. I love that. Oh, sound. the clubs
3: in the bag. I love
2: that. Like that is a good it, sound. I, I don't know. Like, and again, you don't just have to be like watching golf. Like, be the driving range. You could be I, anywhere. I, I love that sound. I think it's, you take it, the
0: clubs out of the back of your car. You start yeah, carrying just, them up to the rattling to the around. Drop. There's I don't rattling. Don't
2: I don't know what it is. I've always loved it. So I'm, I'm, I'm keeping it simple. I probably could have got that late, but I'm going that one. It's pretty specific. I, yeah. I, yeah. Oh. Pay attention um, next time. You'll be like, damn, that's a sweet sound.
1: God, man, are you a golf bro? <laughs> I, I, there's a variety of different like versions of that sound. Is it like if you're carrying your bag over your back and you're walking on the fairway and it's, and it's like clinking
2: against your back every time? as you're walking
1: down a hill and it's like, almost like a rhythm to it or Kinda, is it like I mean, there's that one There's are like looking for your, club, your trunk and setting it down like there's a sound of that
2: there's that um, they're slamming the club back in there like yeah you get a clean slam in the club back in there like that's that feels good too that's a good sound
1: yep i am backs. gonna i am gonna take um the crisp sound of a fresh ice rink with this with the skates like early in a period when when the guys come out and um, I'm generally talking about the first couple minutes of a period but you just just the sound of hockey like tape to tape puck going around uh, guys carving up the ice there's just like a a very calming sound that comes with that that I love yeah I'm with you um it's very distinct too. it's especially the tape to tape when you go to see a hockey game in person the sound the audio is something that you don't quite get on tv it is very way. good it translates a lot hockey's better a
0: very wow. a good auditory i don't even know if i'm saying auditory if that's even right but it's a very good audio sport when you're in person very good
1: yeah and then i'm going to go with uh just a real clean bowling strike hmm that was not this my is a very distinct sound and it's a, just very satisfying when you know of course everyone likes the one where the one pin kind of teeters and then falls over but just a clean wipe out of pins when you when you actually that.
0: destroy the pins for a strike that is i don't need the teeter i want to bang those pins into the Correct. back of the, the, the uh the lane there that's a good I, I throw Rod that was Robinson. high on my list
1: Ron Swanson style, fastball right down the middle. Yeah. Just gassing. (laughs) Absolutely send it.
0: R.D.T. I'm
2: going to go a crowd. This is mostly for baseball. The crowd when a fan makes a nice catch. There's like like in a foul ball (laughs) where there's like he fouls it back and there's nothing, and then you kind of hear like a, oh and like you hear a whole section and then the and then the dropped, applause and then, it, and then just the applause and the then applause. there's like a cameraman frantically like searching for like a middle-aged dad like high-fiving people it's just that like <laughs> so i don't it's know the TV, a tv version movie. of it yeah yeah and like even even i mean when you're there it's great too but yeah like yeah because when it's on tv you see a foul ball i look down i'm looking at my phone i'm looking away and then you hear the crowd and you're like oh shit what did i miss like, did someone get hit? What's going on? And then you're like, oh, the kid made a catch. That's great. I love that. But like semi, there, there's barely a pause in between foul ball and some dude making like holding a beer and then one handing it like over his wife or his girlfriend or something like that.
0: That's a good one. <laughs> the crowd reactions in general, the things that happened in the happens in the crowd is just good. like, like we had a fight at a Maryland game a few weeks ago. And just like the basketball general angst football? over like basketball. Oh, Um yeah! I haven't seen a fight in the Xfinity Center in a long yeah, time. Yeah, that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I don't think rare. I ever saw one in four years. You don't see fights at Maryland. Like, I don't think I've ever seen a fight in a Maryland football game. <laughs> no, no, no fighting in the bleachers. And the crowd, but the be- <laughs> the best part is the crowd like just ganged up on the one person, and they they get start getting like taken out, and everyone's just applauding. Were these Maryland fans fighting each other, or was it like? It was hard for us to tell. Once we looked over, like obviously, know we said the media section, like we're right there. We like looked over, and um, and it was sort of like you had the hollow blue of everyone standing, so you couldn't really see what was going on at that point. So I don't know. I'm assuming. I don't. It was. Um, what game was it? I don't remember. Um, but it looked like Maryland fans. I I don't know. Somebody probably got too. I mean, that's how it happens. Someone gets too drunk, says something dumb, and yeah. You know what happens happens but the crowd always picks a side and that the they picked one side and the guy was just getting pulled out and everyone was just cheering um but yeah you, you see we see i feel like a few times a year you get the videos of the, the fights at the ravens games but we don't see it, like orioles or maryland or even like wizards or caps you don't really see fights ever no. yeah not, really a fight. is not a
1: fighting crowd
0: no, no. not in their suit no. and ties um that's a good pick. That's a, you could go into just like crowd reactions to different things that like the like a crowd reaction getting into someone like getting close to doing like the layup, free throw, three point, half court shot. Like that build yeah. up of energy is very fun. Um, I'm gonna girl, take, right? yeah, yeah. I'm gonna take, oh, I'm between a few here. I'm gonna start with uh the NFL draft ESPN sound. Fuck!
3: Da, 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 da. What that one? Yeah, that's that's
0: it. That's the one. That was that
1: was I had it written on my draft. I wish card. I could
0: play it. I wish I could play it on my where where uh, let me see if we can pull it up while I'll talk about it. That's that is an iconic, that is an iconic sound. Just like I thought that Just... I was gonna
1: come back to me. It's not of, like a national sound, so I could. Could honestly veto it, but I'm not gonna, because I think yeah. it's natural. Like it's just, I would like to think that somewhere in nature, maybe hundreds of years ago, people were picking their tribes or something, and somewhere from the trees in the forest, that sound was still happening. Like just, that is something
0: just, I think that if ESPN changed, there would be like a national outrage and a riot.
1: Yeah, I
2: want to buy that as an NFT. Yeah, I don't know how. I don't think that works that way. <laughs> I would buy that as an NFT and be like, "I own, I own this sound, and it's just me playing it on my cell phone over and over."
0: <laughs> um, with my next pick, this is a little outside the box, but I'm gonna take. And I was I, well we before we got on here, I was I was watching some Olympics videos. I'm gonna take the swimming. Take your marks. Buck I'm taking that. That's a good pick. Mm -hmm. I freaking love that.
1: It was on my board.
0: (laughs) That that is that gives the the. the, I want to know who does the take your mark. I I is that something that they just have people that have very similar voices doing that at venues, or is that like a recorded sound? I just don't know. Is it like the the, the you've
2: got male sound?
0: Yeah, the bonk is so good. And just everyone dives. The whole sequence, then everyone dives and hits the water, and you hear the heading of the water. That is one of the great sequences in all of sports. It really, really is. So I'm taking that.
1: That's a good pick. That's good. It was on my take board. You. I wasn't going to take it next, but it was it was going to get mentioned.
0: Take you.
2: Oh, I saw your draft gone. <laughs> no, play play it again. Play it again. RDT. Go ahead. Um let me i want can i do i again this kind of banks had his like i have eruption from the home crowd when like a big play happens for like their team is that too similar to what it like what what exactly was your wording
0: i wrote down Hush after a game ending play. All right. So,
2: so I guess it's quite literally the opposite. Like, because the home team isn't normally,
1: oh, well, I don't, I'm fine with it. It's up to Banks. It's similar to his pick. I don't care. I'm not, I can't veto it because it's not the same pick as mine. But okay. I just think it's a,
0: it's just such it's a, a generic
1: pick. pick. Yeah. You essentially take, it's it's not a roar bad. Off the crowd. It's like a roar. <laughs> yeah. Cause, yeah. Yeah. Like the roar. It's a good sound. It's after it's a big down. play.
2: After a big play, a, a long completion, a long run, a field goal, something like that. A big field goal, obviously. I'm not talking first, first quarter.
0: Banks, you have two.
1: Um, I'm surprised I have the opportunity to take this. And uh, well, you could make a case that it's actually very similar to Eric's pick here, but the gradual buildup of a nine-darter has to be taken. Absolutely has to be taken. The crowd, just after each dart, pops onto the board and makes such a distinct sound as it hits the board with, with fury. And then the crowd just yells for a, a hot, quick second and waits for the next dart. And then they see the next one and the next one, and then they just pop the fuck off. Just a nine-darter from beginning to end the entire thing. It sounds incredible.
0: I wanted to take a darts crap thing, and I just – I wasn't sure if it was gonna make it back to me, and I needed to get those two other ones, and I was just hoping you wouldn't take one. There's so many darts. Up the darts the chance darts. we could have taken. I, I I won't take a darts thing after this because I just I, I, you already you kind of you
1: happen. could e- you could even take the buzz between the second and third visit of a nine darter. Yeah, everyone's it's just like, like oh. oh, he's got, and a then the darts hit, and there's individual cheers for each dart as it hits Correct. the board. That's you, the and best then it's just There may
0: be no sports podcast in America talking more about darts than this
1: one. (laughs) (laughs) Correct.
0: Uh, That's a great one. There are so many great darts. One of the reason that darts is good, I'm sure there are so many people that maybe listen to this and are like, why do they care so much about darts, is the audio piece of it. It's the like darts hitting the board. It's the crowd reacting to everything. It's the crowd chanting. It's the crowd being for a player or turning against a player there is like more just random booing of when things happen in darts maybe than in any other sport the guy's getting booed for like no reason like just like they're about like they'll get cheered all match and then they'll attempt to like close it out and the crowd just wants to see more darts they just start booing them and it throws guys off it's amazing (laughs) it's amazing you have another pick
1: uh i'm gonna take the 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 peaceful sound of birds chirping at augusta national definitely not piped in
0: that was on my board as well
1: yep can't confirm those birds are real
0: i've been on augusta national uh you have been on augusta national we've seen all the birds you've seen the they're birds. real yeah and
1: they're spectacular they are spectacular
0: Damn. rdt your final pick of the draft
2: i fucked up my last one because i got two good ones i should have taken one of these idiot um Give me give me the crowd yelling oh in the national anthem at a Baltimore Square. Oh,
1: okay. This is it's, a very uh, baseball heavy trash. Oh, well,
2: no, it's not even baseball. I mean, it happens in Ravens games. It happens, you know, when the Ravens go anywhere pretty much. Terps soups. Um, um it does happen at Turp Soups. <laughs> not games. a high
0: not a lot of owing going on at the uh, Terps game the other night. It was like the not because of the crowd, there just wasn't a lot of owing. Like, I think because there's no students. That too. Um, Yeah, it happens at caps games.
2: It happens, you know, hear them every now and then. Um, Yeah, I'm going. I'm gonna. I'm gonna end with that. I mean, there's nothing like opening day, any playoff games. It's like, and and you can always tell the people from out of town because they like jump and they kind of get like scared when people yell it, and it's great every time. But then and then you also have like the old geezers who are like, "God damn it!" Like you shut the hell up when they're singing. It's, like, it's
0: very fun to watch the, or at least when Maryland first got into the Big Ten, to watch, like, the media react not, to it. No, just yep. not know what was happening. Um, He's writers very, very from Nebraska, like, freaking yeah, out. Or, you know, yeah, they're like, what, 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 what? Or, like, when you have enough at a, a road game and it happens, like, what? Yeah, sorry. Sorry about it. My
2: favorite is when the Nats fans get all upset at it, but then they're Caps fans and they also shout "red" in the national anthem. It's like, so that's fine, but
0: yeah, the crew does that at Maryland soccer games. Shouts red, red, Not, yeah, I like yeah. it. Um, oh man, there's so many good ones on the board here. There
1: they really
0: um, are. Oh man, this is a this would be such a recency bias pick if I take this one. I'm not gonna take it. I'm not gonna take the recency bias pick. I'm gonna take one that I've I've probably been more affected by, the just absolute devastation of like a clean boxing knockout, the especially when it's at in a combination where it's like and then it's like and and then it's like two canvas. That is a that is like a sound that I don't think gets it talked about enough. Like it is especially when you see like when you watch like a raw video of. Like, if you watch, like, Manny Pacquiao Juan Manuel Marquez when Marquez knocks him out, ridiculous. I'm taking that. I'm taking that. It happens a little bit in MMA, too, but the gloves are not as big, so you don't get as much of that.
2: The Uh, MMA is more of the, like, crowd reaction and the, like,
0: the instant, oh, that everyone... It's really everything about, like, a knockdown or a knockout in any combat sport is really the pick because it's, like, then you get the crowd. Mm. Then there's, like, the frenzy of whether it's over. Boxing is made a little different because a lot of time MMA, it's, like, you have to you know, wait till... You know that the guy's dead when he's well. Dead. You also have to wait till someone stops it. boxing. It's the knockdown and then the wave off, and then got mm-hmm. the guy goes to the corner. So it's a little different because obviously you swarm in MMA, but yeah, I'm taking that. That's a good one. Hush after a game ending play, crisp sound of a fresh ice rink, clean bowling strike, the gradual buildup of a nine darter, the peaceful sounds of birds at Augusta is Banks's draft. RET takes ball hitting a bat, specifically you know, a crank tone run. I'll, I'll give you that clubs in the back, golf clubs in the bag, rattling around crowd when a fan makes a nice catch, which I love. That's a creative pick. Um, Roar of the crowd um, on the, on a big play, I guess I'll say, and crowd yelling. Oh, are your uh, picks? Mine, a swish of a basketball, golf ball, hitting the cup, Um, NFL draft sound The take your mark in swimming, which (laughs) hold on. All right. <laughs> um <laughs> I hope that came through. Uh <laughs> oh, it did. Thank you. Uh and a boxing knockout. My honorable mentions, which I'm sure you guys had a lot of these. Um, and banks, when we were at the this is good on TV, but when you and I stood together at the waste management, these guys just destroying balls with the driver is a heck of a sound.
3: Um
0: yeah. upright doink, which I almost took. Yeah. Um I'm the sound of- out. The sounds of an unbelievable tennis rally are yes. way up there.
1: I was going to specifically say a player chasing down a lop shot behind him at the baseline. Yeah. Just like as he's like frantically going after it. If he's able to return it, just like the buzz that occurs, like just so when there's a great There's so much that on
0: goes on with that because you have like the – you have the feet scratching the, the court. You have the sound of the racket. You have the sound most mo- – of either – you know, of whatever grunt goes into it. The crowd, like, ooh, ah, ah, very good. Tennis, I mean, sports all have good sounds. Underrated Tennis is up there. The, Tennis' and, is crowd this, is a good ooh and ah crowd. Uh, it's a uh, the a The break of pool balls when it's a really clean break. Okay. Tremendous. Yeah. Um, hockey goal horn. Uh, and then I had the track gun, like, starting a race. F1 car sound. And one of the great segments in the history of sports TV, by the way, F one car sound awesome. One of the great segments in the history of sports TV. I don't know if you guys are NASCAR guys, when Fox used to do crank it up and just blow out the audio and have the, <laughs> the announcers lay out for like three consecutive laps. That was sick. And I think more sports would try to figure out a way to just like lay try out the breathe. announcers and let the sound tell the story in the middle of the big time events. Tennis does a really good job. Like, Fowler and the McEnroes do a great job of that a lot of the time where they like lay out and just don't talk. But um, that was one of the coolest things Fox did. That was when I was a NASCAR fan when Fox took the rights and crank it up. I used to turn my TV up so freaking loud during Crank It Up. <laughs> it's it probably so it's Just like, So good. It's like a jet engine in your living room. It was room. so free. <laughs> <laughs> like through the- and it was just like they would go through the t- – it was so good. There's got to be some listener. If a listener – Vibes me on that. Please, someone send me a tweet.
1: I had NASCAR like corner cam, yeah, at, on here. It's more or less the same idea. Where it's just it was but one that, where it's like sitting I, on the
0: wall and they're coming right. And past, they go, that's <laughs> the <kid."> yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then they switch to the uh the in car camera. It's like yeah, yeah. And then it switches <laughs> to the pit stop, and it's like. <laughs> Oh, damn it. I had I had so NASCAR good. pit
2: crew. I had the NASCAR pit crew. The like- Pit crew
1: was on mine too.
0: <laughs> thought this was going to be become great. like us trying to do all the sounds during the draft. It's just waited till after the draft.
1: It <laughs> was so good. Did you get a notification and Zoom just pop up that said set up professional audio and audio settings? <laughs> no. Because <laughs> no. I did. <laughs> um, yeah. NASCAR corner cam. Um, I had like the hiss and pop of of a good fastball. And yep, yeah. um, it's some it's extra when you get that hiss um, like flushed iron like a long iron like a four iron maybe like a stinger um, I specifically had not just field goal hitting upright uh, but the NFL blitz version it's a very mm-hmm. different and distinct sound um, buzzer beaters, pretty generic uh, hockey posts um, whether it be a goal or not I Kind of wanted to combine it and be hockey post and goal horn
2: it's even better um, like hockey, swoop. it should be hockey post when you're like your team's on defense because it's that like that your heart just It drops, like drops
1: yeah
2: um, um, yeah I had donk off field goal post specifically when it's cold and you get the like thick echo and you can like really hear it
3: boom.
2: yeah I had the um home run off the foul pole too because thats too. A, that's a rare one. Like you don't see that very often. NASCAR pit crew, hockey post. Um, I had the pause of a crowd before, like when the ball is in the air during like a bomb, and it kind of just gets
1: silent. Um, yeah, the uh, the roar after a a winning a coin toss in overtime.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm.
1: You can never hear the
2: official <laughs> specific, you can, but you just you just see them going like this, and you hear the crowd. It going, is just. Whoa! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's, it's I also had uh, Pac-Man noises uh, after a missed free throw in the NBA. Like, <laughs> you just all hear in
1: the background. <laughs> oh, play, yeah, oh, yeah, you like, can go
0: through like, 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 like arena sounds. Yeah,
1: yeah. arena sounds. Somebody
2: can but, work in the prices. is Right horn. Yep, the Mario coins. Like, um, There's a bar- I mean, we could just do a starting five of arena sounds. That the Vegas Knights that. do the, uh, the,
1: the the casino, the uh, slot yep, machine sounds when they're announcing who scored. There, there's a um, lot. The um, cash register after
2: like a made three, that was always my go-to in NBA.
1: <laughs>
2: I guess that's kind of like the slot machine too, but yeah, that was a good one. Um, damn, I think I thought I had something. Uh, yeah, I had like glove catching, a, like a, the, the pop of a catcher's mitt specifically pretty much.
0: I think that's it
1: though. You, you look like you're about to play another sound.
0: I just keep playing the swimming. Oh. The swimming, take your mark. um I almost f- looked for a segment of cranking for for cranking up to see so give people an idea what that is, but that's just not going to go well over <laughs> this. <laughs> that was fun. That was fun. That's a that's one we probably have ones we missed. So metal, if we, had metal we, can do, we can do that again, and it could be oh game. metal bat, metal, metal bat in college baseball. That is one I'm surprised we we did not have on our list. That is very specific to you and me. uh yeah. That's two guys that watch a lot
2: of
1: college baseball in the,
2: I, I also, the, the squeaking of the shoes on a basketball court.
1: That too.
0: Yeah, I almost I took that. I, I almost took that. That That's was another the one.
1: Upside of COVID with no crowds.
0: Mm hmm.
1: Get mm-hmm. a little more of that.
0: Um,
2: that. We could have said who's the ref in, um, in the NHL? Uh, McCauley, or what's his name? The guy who always goes viral. Two minutes for, for it, fighting. Like, fighting. Fight it. Yeah, in the hand motion. Yeah. I'm, I was um, thinking of just like, yeah, like when you can hear like officials talk. Um, players talking and all this stuff like that. Just take like the, the grunts in the in the football trenches. Even just like pads, like a clean like that's shoulder pads colliding. Yeah. Oh like
0: that's- one of the one of the things too is like the mic'd up um signal calling before snap, always tremendous. I mean that's
1: oh um, Fox especially knocks
0: that out of the park on
1: the, there. The the yeah. trumpet at the Kentucky Derby. Um oh. and also just the horses. Yup, right love on. the horses. Guy gets
0: gets me going. Um, good draft, guys. Thank you to our friends at Fed Thrill as, as usual for uh sponsoring that segment. Maryland, Nick and Ridley, Maryland person of the week. Um, I will start as we come towards the end of the podcast here. I'm gonna obviously I mentioned watching the MLS draft all day. That was for a specific reason. And thankfully for this podcast' sake, two Baltimore area players from the University of Maryland selected in the MLS draft: Calvert Hall's Ben Bender goes number one overall. Mount Saint Joseph's Brett Saint Martin goes 50th overall. Two Baltimore guys: one played for Baltimore Armor, one played for Baltimore Celtic. If you're into the club soccer game, both went and played for Mia high schools, and then both played for Maryland. Two great, two great dudes who deserve. This professional opportunity bender the third number one overall pick in maryland history so
2: his, his name is shout ben out to bender? those guys
0: ben bender bend it like bender
2: that's an that's a great soccer name we benjamin like, that's, bender that's a fantastic soccer name
0: yeah he's got, got great hair too so and he went to the best high school in the country i was gonna say where so do you go to high got school a lot going for him.
2: The local local guy high little school?
0: place in towson called Coward hall Coward oh, hall, yeah. hall college high school cardinals where
2: how many how many uh red robin trips did he
0: make it's a great question a great question we'd have to ask them. we have yeah, to ask him we'll get him on the, one of those guys on the show at some point talk mls we'll draft. set
2: up a pr thing and we'll get that we'll get that
0: one uh by the way not to continue to toot calvert horn but um now i have nfl players nba players the top overall pick in the mls draft guys on the path to the big leagues i mean look what are you guys doing yeah my nothing. high school they my high school no, had
2: the uh, world series of champions World Series of Poker champion.
0: That is true. That is true. Uh, I'll get him on him. We'll get him. Yeah, we got to get him on. Uh, Eric, what do you
2: got? Uh, I'm gonna go. I gotta go. Bob Saget. That was a that was a, a shocker. Oh, after shocking. the in, right in between the Sunday games, I'm like doing dishes and I look down on Twitter and I missed it by about three minutes and I just saw like boom, 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 boom. Maybe five or six tweets in a row of like, oh no, R.I.P. Bob Saget. Um america's dad funniest Stone video i was telling someone today like america's funniest home videos was youtube before youtube like if you wanted to watch people get hit in the nuts and like cat videos it was america's funniest home video and then full house was great um and then when you got a little bit older and you saw and then you realized that like he had he was this filthy comedian on entourage like his his appearances on entourage were great um his stand-up is really funny and and like him at the roast, him. um I mean, you know, whatever else he did, half-baked, he was awesome, and he was hilarious, um, and, like, it's more just sad seeing, like, like the Jimmy Kimmel, I don't know if you guys saw the monologue Jimmy Kimmel did before his show last night, that was, like, le- very legitimately sad, he um, just seemed like an awesome guy, like a very nice person, uh, I know, like, I'm a big John Mayer guy, he was very close with him, he's put out a couple posts, and, like, just reading the stories and all that about him, we're, were very sad, so... That was a, that was one that seemed to really shake up the uh, entertainment world, I guess. And I, uh, you know, people our age know him as the, the Danny Tanner and the uh, Americans Funny Home Video Guys. So I don't know many childhoods that didn't involve, you know, one of those two. Very sad.
1: Yeah. Very sad. Very sad. I don't know well, if um, any information has come out about why or how it happened, but. Sad Every,
2: everything that i've read was they think it was just kind of natural causes like no they said no drug use it didn't seem like no no what's it called uh, foul play or anything so i i don't know you know i guess hmm. we wait and see
0: very sad all right peter bob saget one of the great tv dads we've lost now we've lost danny tanner and we've lost uncle phil tough
1: hmm. it's tough
0: thanks
1: um, I had some time to reflect on this and um, just thinking back to Sunday and, and going to MT and bake stadium and just, um, you know, watch something that I really, really didn't have much appreciation for, for a lot of years. And, and a lot of people said, Hey, you know, they can't do this anymore. It's just, you know, at a certain point you just get too old and you just can't, you can't do it like you used to. And, and, and I can now say that I've been converted and I, I have all the respect in the world. I mean, cheap trick played a hell of a halftime and uh, it was a pleasure to see. And, and it was uh, one of those things where I, I had never seen them before and uh, it was a box to check and I, it was a box I didn't know I needed to check and then cheap trick knocked it out of the park. So all the respect to, in the world of cheap trick, I don't know if Cheap Trick will be back at MT Bank Stadium ever again. So um I appreciate all the work that they've done for a lot of years and um salute to Cheap Trick. Tip of my cap to them. Mm-hmm. That was Perfect. I mean, that was beautiful. That's greatness at greatness that I witnessed at M&T Bank Stadium.
2: Well, I mean, some would say legendary. Legendary, yeah. People were telling them to hang it up, you know, last year, two years ago and Hall of Fame material. They fought they fought back Literally. And They're still fighting.
1: Yep. they I mean they're they're in a Hall of Fame in Ohio.
0: <laughs> so wow. Wow. That's uh that's tremendous. That's yeah. tremendous. I'm I'm so happy you got to see him. I'm so happy you got to see Me him. Me too.
1: So same for my but, dad. I don't think my my old man had, had seen him. But uh, Jimbo got the chance to see greatness in, in person, and we got to see him together. It was one, la- one last ride. I'll always remember. Keeps happy to have time. a Jimbo.
0: Happy to have a Jim. Jimbo pretty much gets mentioned every week on this show now. Happy to be in, in a positive light this week. Yeah, yeah. He deserves it. He deserves <laughs> it. another Coward Hall. Another great Coward Hall Cardinal.
1: <laughs> yeah. He broke his pinky playing soccer. He didn't go to the MLS. Mm. Well, I
0: thought
1: you meant you know. like. I thought you meant like this weekend. <laughs> Oh no! no. <laughs> the no. Fuck? We
0: all we all have paths we have to take. <laughs> Any honorable mentions from either of you?
1: Masters commercials are back.
0: Yes, it, the joy, I mean they have perfected those commercials. They are so good. They give me goosebumps every time. Yeah, the whole way through. They they know That's... the
2: perfect time to drop it too. Like I know everyone is on the edge of their couch. Week eighteen, like people are biting their fingernails off. Is that when it was? Week eighteen.
1: There, what, uh, the National Sunday championship Monday? game that, is that, last night
0: was, too. They may yeah. have played a couple Saturday during the NFL ESPN games, maybe. Maybe
2: I they remember. did, yeah. But again, they 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 pick their spots and they come when when you least expect it.
0: Really, for me, it's I'm like sitting at home and it's 24 degrees outside, <laughs> and I'm you know we're in the first half of the championship game last night. It just isn't very good. New and stuff. then I just then 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 Tiger Woods is hugging his son, and I'm just like Georgia, and I you, you just you just <laughs> melt, you just start melting. <laughs> <laughs> because it's just such a good event. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh that's a great one. That's a great I might just co-sign you on that one. I might just co-sign you on that one. Masters commercials. Mm-hmm. I had something different, but that's just so much better. Speaking Are you, of, you got anything else?
2: Uh I was gonna say SVP for his tweet that that what that was scary last night, him saying that he had some heart
0: issues. Oh, such a MC. scary tweet. SVP, by the way, on Sports Center tonight. So Tonight, so yeah,
2: he was he was on. He looked great. So Obviously, it seems like nothing was wrong. And, again, I'm sure it was just, like, precautionary. But then he said something that he went to the hospital um, to get something checked out. His heart was, was was not feeling up to par. So, yeah, like you said, he's back tonight. Thank God because he's the last one that we need something to happen to. We'll knock on wood. Yeah, tough SVP's couple weeks. SVP's could to outlive us all. Betty White, Bob Saget.
0: Minnesota. I don't want to live
2: in a world where SVP isn't here. We'll just say that.
0: Can't have it. Can't have it. Yeah, that was – he put that out right during the uh, – we lost Sidney uh, Poitier too. Also. Yeah, Sidney Poitier, I, lo- I I used to love him. I,
2: I Great used to actor. Him. I saw some of his movies growing up. I can't remember which one. But, yeah, he was he's a legend. <laughs> but R.I.P. <laughs> R.I.P., yeah.
0: You know what's weird? What's weird? I looked up his filmography, obviously a, a big star decades and decades ago. But I was like, oh, what what roles from him did I miss – like late in his career, between like there had to have been stuff between like 1995 and like 2010. Nothing. He was like done in like 1997. He was done. He like did blame nothing him. else. Coach yeah, him. I mean you've done it all, but I was just like a lot. Some of those guys, him and Gene Hackman, both both hung it up early. They 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 didn't do like the thing. Like um, Jack Nicholson hung it up. Like you know, some of these people go until they're he's, like in their he, 80s. But
2: he's got Lakers guys, games
0: to go to. Hell is Jack Nicholson. Talk about a way down the podcast. He's,
2: yeah, eighty-four. Well, we, I was gonna say eighty-five. We started it with movies, say, we're ending it with movies. I feel like yeah, John
1: yeah. Voight's in the same bucket where he just he just keeps oh, going right. and going and going.
2: Isn't Voight? Isn't he's a scumbag
1: now? Isn't he? Is he? Uh, yeah, uh, people I,
0: don't like his political views. He's, yeah, I was gonna say I think he came out like hardcore. He's a he's he's if you're if you're not into the uh, pretty hardcore right wing, he is not your company.
1: 94 years old, old for
2: Sydney. He's, he's 90. Oh, no, no. Sydney 48. Sydney's died in yeah. 94. On points yeah.
1: 83. 83.
2: That's uh, Angelina Jolie's dad. Yay. Correct. Yay. Correct. Gene
0: Hackman, 91. God, he's so good in the Enemy of the State really movie. Championship coach in Baltimore. Well, Washington and then speaking of guys that still keep going, you guys know who I'm going to say? Actors? Clint Eastwood, 91, just directed a movie. Yeah. That guy, he he is gonna, he is just going to go until it's over. He's going to go until it's over. That was talking actors. That was talking actors. That's enough for this week's episode of the X52 Podcast. Appreciate everyone listening. Um, as I said at the end of the instant analysis, if you're not someone that looks – Oh, Banks honorable, has raised uh, his hand.
1: Honorable mention to my internet connection this week.
0: Oh, wow, yeah. this is – that's a great point. This has been um, yeah. easily – Oh, they're showing the highlight of the Devin Booker issue with the Raptor. This is such a ridiculous story. I've seen line. this clip like four times tonight. The Raptor, by the way, very funny looking mascot. I enjoy. I just he just put a big smile on my face. But yes, your internet tremendous today. Uh, you have not popped out of the screen as you normally do, so um, which creates a better show because it. Although me and RTT, you can't hear. We we do enjoy making fun of you when you pop out, um, but we weren't able to do that. So we'll save our jokes for next week, Eric. When he. Mm-hmm. It inevitably, inevitably pops out again, but hopefully not. Hopefully this is the start of clean internet 2022. Maybe this is, this is where it all turns around for you. The
1: new happy Gilmore. <laughs> we it's 1 30 AM. I got to get out.
0: Yeah. The, go, uh, <laughs> as, as I said on, on Sunday, instant analysis is obviously over, unless the, the Baltimore Orioles decide to be a good baseball team. And then we'll jump on for some baseball ones. Uh, we'll probably do one for the NFL draft. Um, and if, if the Ravens make any major moves, free agency, whatever it is, we'll, we'll pop on for some, maybe some mini episodes, but most of it'll be the week to week episodes at this point. Now that the Ravens season is over. Um, and we hope that if you were more of an instant analysis listener, maybe you, you jump onto these and, uh, and enjoy us ramble on for, for two hours at times. Uh, we have a good time. So make sure to tune in, appreciate Jimmy seafood for all their supporters. Also the people, the fine people at fed thrill as well. A Thread Level Midnight um, has uh, the X52 merch, so make sure to go check them out and uh, support them and support the podcast. They also have a bunch of other awesome merchandise they throw out there, so make sure to check that out as well. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at X52 Podcast. You can follow the boys at EDITTI22 for Eric, at Barstool Banks for Banks, and at Taylorsmite10 for myself. And we will talk to you next time on the Exit 52 podcast presented by Jimmy's Seafood.